Yeah, yeah, Lennox Lewis, Lennox, I'm coming for you. Mike, is it frustrating to train like you did and then have no, this in seven or eight seconds? For this fight. I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend, and I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight. I dedicated this fight to him. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody as ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Are you saying now, Mike? Mike? Bad me Welcome to the Midday Sports Monday edition with Fifth Down Sports, Chris Dietz. And we also got a special guest today, Chris Dietz. We got a, the Kentucky guy, and we're going to talk some pro wrestling for the first hour. So let's bring him in right now. Let's, let, let's, let's get to wrestling. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's going on, man? Oh, man, doing great, doing great. Late as usual, but doing great. It's all right, man. Well, we got we got a we got a Tennessee guy in Rod, and we got Kentucky, we got Kentucky guy, and this is the weekend, man. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is, the, <laughs> this is <the> weekend. <laughs> Tennessee, Kentucky. This this is it. Yeah, we just had a better team, but yeah, we won't get into that. Let's talk wrestling. Let's talk, yeah. let's talk about it. What's going on with wrestling right now, Kentucky guy, before we go with some retro stuff? Well, it's, uh, I tell you what, man, it's, uh, it's a crazy time right now to be a wrestling fan. Uh, it's probably the best time in the world since the Attitude Era. Uh, that was back when Stone Cold and The Rock and everybody was on there. Uh, right now, we're Triple H is ahead of creative in WWE. Uh, he's just turning things up, man. He's brought the uh, theme, Bray Wyatt, back. Uh, at Extreme Rules, and there's still, uh, I actually went to a live event, that's why I'm kind of hoarse, last night uh, with my daughter, so uh, the Fiend wasn't there, but everybody else was, uh, it was amazing, but uh, they keep dropping breadcrumbs, like the rabbit hoe, and uh, it's just, it's a lot of fun right now, man, there's so much going on, AEW, they're still there, they've got some problems, of course, with CM Punk and so forth, but they're still hanging in there. And tri- yeah. I mean, look look at what Triple H. I mean, Triple H. You, you mentioned bringing back the Fiend. I mean, how many guys ever since Triple H took over? It seems like every week they're just rolling somebody new out. I mean, it was Braun. Str- they brought Braun Strowman back. They brought Bray back. They brought. It, we we just saw last week they brought Gallows and Anderson back to to be with AJ Styles. So. Triple H, you're seeing what what's happening, and I and I believe I believe it. It's all because of Triple H being in charge. At one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Braun Strowman. It's funny, funny that you mention him. <clears throat> have you ever had a chance to see him in real life? I ha- I, I I have. Yeah, I seen him last night. I had no idea that dude was that big, man. I mean, he's <laughs> and uh, he's he called. Tight. He's like twice the size that you see him on TV. And he fought that old Moss guy. Oh, man. That was, uh, you talk about another big guy, uh, the Nigerian giant. That's just crazy. But, uh, yeah, you're right, man. Triple H is the uh, is responsible for all of this. 
he's brought a couple characters back that I don't quite understand. But uh, for he's batting probably a ninety percent though. I mean, he's done really well. And I think that uh, <clears throat> CM Punk, the latest news on him with AEW is uh, they're actually going to buy out his contract. And I think he's going to be done with wrestling for good, which I personally feel that he should be after the last instance. At this point, at this point, watching CM Punk, it, it, it's not the same CM Punk. He's so. been cooked to me. He's been cooked to me. Yeah, see, I never was a fan of his. I, I always uh, read reports on how he was in the locker room and things like that. And he's just not a he's just not a good guy. Here's the truth: he's just not. So, and you I mean, I'm not. They should, they should be glad at, at, at his MMA career. They got his payback because he got his ass whooped a lot. He, he was horrible, man. <laughs> I mean, it was, I don't know if he thought he was the next Brock Lesnar or Bobby Lashley, but he was, it was sickening, man. It was, it was short-lived, and it should have been, yeah. <laughs> but uh, did, did that Roman Reigns and uh, Logan Paul fight ever happen, or what's going on with that? It's, it's coming up at Crown Jewel. Yeah, one week from Saturday. The worst, paper, the worst pay-per-view of, of all time. Well, I mean, it's Logan Paul. I mean, uh, I, I, I just mean in general. Just the just the concept of Crown Jewel is absolutely stupid. I, I agree, and uh, I, mean, I, won't, I won't get into the politics of it. But the only reason Logan Paul is wrestling is because their dictator, the prince, requested it because he's a Logan Paul fan. Mm. Yeah, I did yeah. the research. I, I said it. I said it on. I said it on on Fifth Down Sports. I, I said it on my show when I was talking wrestling the other night. Hey, you you can't have you can't have a WWE show with no divas involved. <laughs> it, 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 divas drive. They, they've been driving it since the Attitude Era. I agree, man. It, it, it just it, it takes us so much away from the show. It's uh, such a bad. It's th- this this crown jewel is it. Ever since they started it, it's such a bad idea. I agree. I haven't. Um, actually, that's the one pay per view I haven't watched very many of. Uh, I'll probably watch this one because of the podcast. But uh, the politics behind it is crazy. I mean, why? Are, I mean, I know uh, raising money is good. But this is a fault that I've always had with WWE and uh, Saudi Arabia. Why are you going to go over there the way they treat their women and their people? I mean, who cares how much money? That's just like these guys that have uh, – that's my issue with LeBron James. He has this Nike deal, uh, but yet he's over here trying to act like a human rights activist when he supports China. (laughs) It just doesn't make any sense. Well, that's everybody, though. Kentucky (laughs) guy. Kentucky guy. The money yeah. always gonna go back to China, man. Yeah, I, <laughs> we don't put it, no we don't put no labor in, in the United States no more. We ain't never gonna do that. It's cheaper. Yeah, um, it doesn't make it right though, right? No, it doesn't make it right. But we can't. We all can't give them the right pill to take. Right. I but got you're seeing you're seeing you're seeing the you're seeing the backlash now though. You're seeing people you're seeing people go away from this stuff in droves. The the. People that have supported. Look at what's happening with Disney. Disney went all in with supporting with supporting China, and their Disney Plus has crashed. 
Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Look at what they're doing to Kanye West, man. That's crazy. I mean, this guy, just because he has a different opinion, everybody's calling him crazy now. And uh, he's one of my favorite artists. Crazy. It doesn't make any sense. But let's uh, go with some retro wrestling. Um, who are y'all's favorite tag team duels of all ahead, time? I'll let you go first. Oh, my, my favorite tag team of all time? It, 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 there's no question about it. What a rush. LOD. It, it, it's it, Tag team starts and ends with with Legion of Doom. Animal and Hawk. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I always preferred Demolition. That was always my favorite tag team. But, yeah, Legion of Doom's great. Their manager, uh, Paul, Paul Ellering, his daughter's wrestling now on Impact, and she is amazing. She's amazing. Yeah, I, I like the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys. That was, that was my two favorites. You know what I mean? I like I like the High Flyers. I never I never like I never liked the Hardy Boys for one reason. <laughs> for one reason, I, I was jealous that they got to come out with Lita. Woo! I was always like, just let Lita come out, and then the, and then the Hardy Boys would come out, and I'd be like, Stop, you're getting in, you're getting in the way of the show. Like Lita was. The show. Edge kind of put it into that though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know that that was the first time I ever seen something real life come to TV. Was the mm-hmm. Edge Lita and Matt Hardy deal? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Played off in it, so I thought that was pretty cool. I'll never forget ECW One Night Stand uh, when uh, Paul Heyman took the mic and he was cutting down Eric Bischoff, JBL, and everybody. And he looks at Edge. He goes, Edge, I've got two words for you. Matt freaking Hardy. I that was- <laughs> what you, what, you know, I'm a Kentucky guy. What do you think would happen to the, the, the wrestling gear? Back in the day, it was so – you look at Brad Hart, you know, a lot of the greats. Their, their, the wrestling gear was so top notch. Now it's a look like it's look like a video game. Some of their clothes it looks gimmicky. What happened to you? You the said tire and the the swagger. You said it. That's the go right there. They want it to be a big gimmick now. They want it to be look like a video game. Uh, yeah. Just like uh, my argument, not so much on the gear itself, but the finishing moves. Uh, yeah. They, yeah, yeah anything anymore they don't mean anything you can you know if, if you get in the ring in the first 10 minutes i hit you with two super kicks and i can't pin you how do how does that make it a legit finishing move <laughs> yeah brock lesnar he does five f5s on the undertaker at wrestlemania and then has to pull the stinking mat up to do another one actually pin him i mean come on so yeah it, it's went away a lot i think a lot of that had to do with vince mcmahon I am seeing that uh, uh, it's like, uh, I don't know if you've watched it lately, but WWE has changed so much in the last 60 days. It's not even funny. It reminds me of the old days, finally. So, And not just with the characters coming back, but with the actual matches that they're putting on. Uh, actually, it's worth watching on TV now instead of just pay-per-views. So it's been, it's why, been why do whole, you think they are changing? Whole, are they, the are they scared of the, the oh. other companies, you think? Entrances have just entrances in general have just become bland. 
it's yeah. it, it it's really bad. Yeah, the only time we see pyros anymore is at WrestleMania. Uh, the big to answer your question, the big change is uh, Vince McMahon retired. Mm-hmm. So the head of creative now, and I don't know if you've ever watched NXT, but NXT before it became NXT 2.0, when Triple H was over, it was fantastic. Uh, he's got a a great wrestling mind, and I think that's why it, this was the best move. And I know that there's a scandal is why Mr. McMahon retired or what have you, but this was the best move WWE could have ever done because their stock was dropping and dropping fast. Do you think it, if he didn't step down, it would, you know, I mean, get out of here completely? I don't. I think they have too much money to ever go away completely. And plus, it's such a big sport. I'll tell you something I seen last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I seen sixty percent of the audience were. Kids 10 years old and younger. So that tells me that the WWE, AEW, nobody's going anywhere. Because when you have that young of a fan base, that's just they're going to create more as they get older. So, yeah. So uh, they, they have too much money. They're just too well known. Uh, one thing Triple H is doing is they're working with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, and you have to look over me because I'm kind of a freak. I watch them all. MLW, GCW, this probably stuff you never heard of. Uh, I, I have an addiction, so, but, uh, anyways, uh, he's working with new Japan pro wrestling now. And if they start integrating like they used to back when Hulk Hogan used to go over there and defend the title and what have you, uh, I think AEW might get in trouble. They might be in trouble because, uh, they've got so much backlash right now going on and they're just, they have too many superstars is, is my feeling on that. I don't know if either of you guys watch them, but, uh, AEW is a good show, but. They just have too many superstars. So they try to buy everything up like the Yankees. That's what you're telling me, Kentucky guy. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Well, AEW got, has gotten – they've gotten away from from what, what, what built them up. And, and now that's what – it, it, it's, just, it's just like you just said. You know, they've got too many superstars now. When they were coming up, they had a couple of superstars, and then they were able to show you all the other guys: Sammy Guevara and uh, Darby, uh, what Darby, Darby Allen. You know, those were the up and coming guys, and they were able to integrate themselves in. Now those guys can't get a push now because you've got oh, you've brought in Samoa Joe. You've brought in. All the uh, all the other all the talent that left the WWE went over to AEW, and now you don't know what to do. You know, nobody knows what to do with them. Yeah, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. One of the things that separated AEW from everybody else was the ranking system, and they've completely got away from that. Completely, they don't even talk about it anymore. And that was one of the things I look forward to because, you know, if you have a if you have a superstar like uh, Sammy Guevara. And uh, he's number one contender. He should get a title shot if he's undefeated. They've completely went away from that. They're they're modeling themselves now after WCW, and we all know how that ended. So, and you you said something really big though, man, uh, Kentucky guy. When you said you see younger younger kids and you know I me mean, the youth at pro wrestling because you know I me mean, I'm only thirty years old, but I remember all the famous rappers and. 
you know what I mean, name dropping the, the biggest wrestlers from Ric Flair, Raining Man Savage. It was always named, you know what I mean, sampling them. You know what I mean? So that is really big that they're still, you know what I mean, still tuned with the youth. Yeah, I was surprised. I was very surprised. I mean, I knew I'd see some kids there, but I'm telling you, over half the audience was little kids. It was great, you know, as a wrestling fan, because I know it's going to live on. So, yeah, uh, the merchandising uh, that they're doing right now, uh, it's always been about kids, though, right? That's always been their target audience. I, uh, I had a, all con wrestling toys. Me too. I had all the- with the black bandana. <laughs> from you know what I mean? That was that wasn't Hulk Hogan. That was Hollywood. Oh yeah, yeah, you you're right. You're Hollywood right. Hogan. You're right. Thank you for the correct, Chris Deeds. <laughs> <laughs> from you know what I mean? From the toys and up, you know what I mean? They the, the the from the people trying to do it themselves, trying to build you know what I mean? Cages, you know what I mean? Fence, you know what I mean? Rings outside, trying to do the moves, and you see it t- t- today. YouTube videos of people trying to do pro wrestling in the backyard and breaking their legs. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I can't tell. I, I can't tell. I can't tell you how many matches my friends and I have had on on trampolines and every on, on just doing random random you know, tombstone tombstoning people in 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 the middle of the lunchroom. Like we, we used to do it all. We used to have wrestling matches all the time. Yeah, I uh, my first wrestling toy was. The uh, yellow headband, Hulk Hogan, came with the wet and the uh, like gummy bears for vitamins or something like that. I remember standing in the mirror, like I was like six years old, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, brother, say your prayers." Yeah, you know? <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> some of the best memories, man. <laughs> but that that's what W. That's what um and on all these shows. I, I don't I don't know if you watch watch all all the other kinds of show, like um. The one I always bring up is is Dark Side of the Dark Side of the Ring has been an amazing. They've done two seasons, and every episode, I'm like, oh my god, I remember this happening. I remember this going down. But to hear the people talk about the behind the scenes of how you know, like like they talked about the Montreal screw job and how that got how it went from them writing it to them producing it. That's where WWE has has gone has gone completely downhill. Is in the writing aspect. They they don't know how to write scripts anymore. In promo, I agree. Too. I agree. The promo trash. I mean, I guarantee. I I, I I I know they want they want to come out and they I mean they, they don't want to embrace it. But we all know we all know. Look, the outcomes are are scripted. We know that. You they just need to accept it. We know it's not. It's. I mean, when people tell me, "Oh, wrestling is fake," I'm like, "Yeah, jump, jump off the, jump off the top of a cage. Tell me that's fake, because you can't fake that. You can't fake a chair shot. Like you, you can take it, but you can't fake it. It, it. it still hurts. It doesn't matter. But the scripting is just so bad right now. Yeah, I agree. And the promos, you're absolutely right, man. Uh, the the best guy in the mic right now is an AEW. His name is MJF. Uh, but when it comes to promos, you're at, it's trash. It's nothing like Stone Cold or The Rock. or uh, And there's so many wrestlers right now who they need a mouthpiece. They need like somebody like Paul that's, Heyman. That's, that's the whole package right there, Kentucky guy. If you don't got no mouthpiece, 
Look, look, look at look at, look, look at the look at who the WWE champion is. He can't he can't he can't even he can't handle the mic, and he's never been good at it. Roman Reigns has never been good at pro at, at doing anything other than wrestling. In the oh, ring, man. he's awesome. Uh, everything oh, else, he's horrible, and that's why they needed to bring Paul Heyman on for him. That, that's my yeah. tribal man. Be Boy, careful. That's my tribal chief, brother. Be careful now. Come on. <laughs> he, he's, he, but that's why they had to bring Paul Heyman out with him. I agree, hundred percent. One of the best promos I ever seen was uh, John Cena mocking him, saying, "Hey, you're going to have to learn how to do this sooner or later." Right in the middle of the ring. So, I agree. He needed to mark. And John Cena is a marketing genius. Okay, you know how I many wax rap CDs he sold. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's hey. horrible. Horrible, hey, man. that's that. That's my that. That's my defensive line coach. You know what I mean? He is. There's nobody that got more out of his career than probably Cena and The Rock and a couple other guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, so, you, you, want to, you you want to hear you want to hear a funny John Cena story? Go ahead. Yeah. So John Cena, when when I went to Springfield College, John Cena was a grad student. And he was coaching the defensive line when I when I was play when I was playing when I was walking on as a defensive back. So I go to so I go to my first college party ever and go to the seniors' house and they're all sitting around talking and they go, What do we what what do you think John Cena's gonna do with his life? And I'm sit, I'm sitting there at the keg filling up a beer and I hear him talk and I, I just look over at him and I go, Oh, th- that guy? Take steroids professionally. The year after that, he was in the WWE. Because well, I just looked over at him, and the whole party just went. The whole party went. That that's a quote. Put it on the board because that's going to happen. And the next year, he was in the WWE, rocking out. He was a monster. When I saw him, when when I knew when I knew him as a coach, he was. Out, he was crazy. One thing you have to say about I've never was a John Cena fan, but the one thing you have to say about this guy is he surpassed everybody. He was the face of the company for over 20 years. Yeah. I mean, I'm a rock stone cold fan, but let's be honest. I mean, he surpassed them all. You got you to give it to him. And I can't believe he was your coach. That's crazy, man. I didn't even uh did he graduate yeah. college? Yeah, he went. He he went. Uh, he he was a graduate of. He's a graduate of Springfield College. I never knew that. He's I from never knew that. He's from Massachusetts. I never knew that. He don't got an accent though. No, he he's from. Um, he's not from. He's not from uh, like Martha Vineyard. Tay. He he's okay. from like Ludlow or so, somewhere somewhere in the middle. Okay. So he doesn't have, he doesn't have he doesn't have that Boston accent. But I I knew he but, played football. Oh, but I didn't know he went there. But yeah, he played at he played he played at Springfield College. He, I, I, I I I the minute I saw him, I went, "Wait, Coach Cena's in the in the WWE." Kentucky guy, what's going on with um Gabe Stevenson? Um, I know he's supposed to make the transition to wrestling. What's going on with him? Uh, he quit putting the work. This is reports from Dave Meltzer, who I I trust Dave. Dave's been in the game a long time, and he he's behind the scenes and what have you. Uh, but he's also on the Bleacher Report. Uh, 
he says that uh, Gabe pretty much stopped working uh, during uh, tryouts and things like that. Uh, he's actually talked about going back uh, to school to, re- to compete again in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, great wrestler, great wrestler. You seen him deets? That yeah. guy can move. But now his brother is turning heads in the WWE development. I don't know his brother, but I did read that his brother is doing very, very well. And it's it's not everybody can be Kurt Angle, right? It's hard to when you're, you're a natural wrestler to try to switch to wrestling entertainment. That's a hard shift. So I, I my props to Gabe, man, because he's still fantastic what he done. So. If he never shows up in the WWE or he comes and he's a big star, either way, I'm proud of him because his, his natural abilities are fantastic. And it's hard to go. It's hard to go. It's hard to go from a, you know, an Olympic wrestling background where your mentality is win at all costs. When in the WWE, it's what it's what we just talked about. You you have to be good at not just winning, but you have to be good at losing and making the other guy look good and make the other guy look presentable. Because if you're if you're just Bill Goldberg and you're just out there destroying everyone, eventually people are like, "Well, I don't want to watch this guy anymore because nobody can stand up to him." But when you have guys that win one, you know, you win one week. They win the next week. You win the next one, and then and they keep going back. That's how you get rivalries in the WWE. It's so it's hard for those guys to tone it down. To all right, I have to lose this match. Well, you have to be a good actor, right? You have to be able to tell the story in the ring with your partner, whoever you're wrestling with. Uh, not everybody's a great actor, so. Or and, you, and you and it's like I said, you have to make them look good. You you have to make it at least at some point in your match. You have to make it like, oh, he he might lose. Like even if you're even if you're supposed to win, you know you can't just come out and dominate them. You have to come out. They have to get their theirs in, and then you then you have to get put put them over. But you know that that's part that's part of the wrestling game, and that's what's yeah. hard for these Olympic guys because they're. They're taught from they're they're taught from day one. Go out and beat your opponent any any means necessary. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they just uh, you know it, there's such a scientific method involved in wrestling. Uh, a lot of people think they just get out there and hook up and you know throw each other into the ropes and that, but they're actually telling a story. I mean, they're actually you know. Sometimes it's good versus evil. Sometimes it's buddies. Sometimes it's families fighting. So the build-up to the match is sometimes more important than the actual match itself. So, and I think that's where a lot of people struggle. Like Kurt Angle, when he first came into the WWE, uh, he wasn't that. He was a great wrestler, but he wasn't that great on the mic. But man, after the years of development, he's probably one of the best. He's probably the goat. Oh, he's not the goat. That would be Chris Jericho, but he's close. Well, no, um, I, I mean, if you want to talk, if you want to talk Olympic wrestler to WWE, I, I would, I would take Kurt Angle's the best that's ever done that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I tell you, another Chad Gable is pretty phenomenal too. He's underrated in the WWE, but uh, he's pretty phenomenal. He's not only underrated; he's underutilized. They, they have, they have badly butchered him. 
Yeah, I've I've said it for a long time. Chad Gable and Ricochet should actually go somewhere else, like the AEW or Impact, Ring of Honor, something like that, and redo their character because they're too good to be wasted away in the WWE like they are right now. Which you can say the same thing about AJ Styles too. He's not being used, and, utilized his full but, potential. But now, now that now that they've got now that they've got the uh, what's it? The, well, they call him the OC now. But uh, now that he's got Gallows and Anderson back, I I I, I hope I hope they, they they get a good push for AJ Styles because ever since AJ Styles has been in WWE, he's he's taken over. He every mat every pay-per-view he's in his match is one or two is number one or number two uh, as far as best match of the night yeah he's i mean he has the correct name right he's phenomenal uh i was kind of hoping that he would have joined judgment day i think we need to see that side of him but yeah gallus and anderson i mean they're good guys they they literally just lost their tag team titles in new japan pro wrestling like a week or two before coming back to the wwe so that's why it makes me think Triple H is working with New Japan because there's no way their contract ended that quick. Which would be awesome, right? Yeah, I I I I I love I, I love I loved I thought they were oh I thought they were totally misused the last time they were in when they were in WWE the first time, they were totally misused. And then once they got back with AJ Styles, it was like, "All right, that now, now they have a mouthpiece, and now they're good. And to see what they did in AEW, and to see what they were doing over in Japan, I, I'm interested to see how they work Gallows and Anderson back in back into WWE. Carl Anderson could be a singles superstar. He really could. Uh, he's got the ability. Uh, I don't know why he doesn't go that way. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the Good Brothers, the the tag team, but. Boy, they've been around a long time, and Carl Anderson, he's so phenomenal. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to watch him in any single matches, but, man, he, this guy's got everything. He's got all the tools to be a world champion. But I, I like the Shane McMahon's intro. Well, you know, he, that was a good intro. Yeah, he's uh, he's done, though. They, they don't even talk about him. Uh, Vince McMahon fired him. I, I'm sure you guys know that a couple years ago. <laughs> in real life, he fired him from the board. And uh, he, uh, oh, that was real. Oh yeah, yeah, that wasn't a work. Yeah. Was, oh yeah, he fired him from the board. This wasn't on TV or anything. Uh, this is the board of directors, and uh, Vince McMahon let him go because they had some kind of disagreement. And I thought for sure when Vince retired that they were going to work him back in because he was such a huge part of like WrestleMania, some huge matches. The Undertaker threw him off the top of the cage, and what have you. The people love him every time. Uh, every time he come out on Raw or SmackDown, he got a huge pop. But now Stephanie McMahon's following suit uh, that her dad set up. Man, she, he's not even no part of the country, uh, no part of the company whatsoever. Which I'm sure he doesn't. I got a little trivia for y'all. Who uh, won the first Money in the Bank event? Who, who won the first, the first, uh, the first, the first case? Yeah. Um, trying to think of people who have cashed it in. 
I want to say Edge, but I know it's not. Damn, you're right. You're right, but Kentucky guy, Kentucky guy, you hit it on the money. It makes sense. It it makes sense for it to to be Ed. Uh, I mean, so the what's that? What do they always say? Edge always has a plan. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he did he did it. <laughs> that was lucky guess, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he's, uh, you know, Edge is great. He's great. One of the best cash-ins I ever seen was Seth Rollins, though, uh, where he interrupted Brock Lesnar and, uh, uh, oh, God, who was it? Brock Lesnar and uh, Triple H, I think. No, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. He it was Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Yeah, he cashed in right in the middle of their match and ended up winning the championship. That was awesome. So. Yeah, it definitely was. That definitely was. Uh, it's not. It's nothing like Baron Corbin when he cashed in and lost. So he's back now. Did you see that with uh, JBL as his manager? I've seen. Makes- I've seen that. I, I. I've always. I always liked Baron Corbin. I. I just. I know. I know he got. I know he got old and he doesn't have. When Baron Corbin had the hair and was was the lone wolf, that was when Baron Corbin was on the rise. And then all of a sudden, he just got buried. Are you racist against bald people or something, man? I don't understand. <laughs> I, I, just, I like I liked it with it. I liked I liked him with the with with the hair. He looked he just looked like a menacing character. Now he just he doesn't look he doesn't look like that. Yeah, I'm just messing with you, man. Uh, they they ruined his character. That happy Corbin crap. They ruined his character. I mean, he he might as well just he's never going to get over it. So he might as well just go just go away. Uh, but JBL, I don't know why they would try to rebrand him with him because uh, JBL has been in politics for the last five years. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how he relates to WWE anymore. So, but uh, yeah. So the uh, Bloodline. What's your thought about those guys, the Usos? I seen them last night, and uh, Sami Zayn. I don't. I, I don't understand. I don't understand Sami Zayn's. I don't understand Sami Zayn being part of it. Like, I get the bloodline. Like, they're, they're all, <laughs> you know, it, it, I mean, especially when you got Solo Sokoa coming up. You've got so many of these guys. You got so many guys that are that are part of the bloodline that that are actually bloodline members of the Usos and Roman Reigns. Why is Sami Zayn? Why is Sami Zayn even part of that? Na- Naomi's back, by the way. Uh, she re-signed with the WWE. She's coming back as a member of the Bloodline, uh, which is uh, Jay Uso's wife in real life. Uh, Sami Zayn is there. Sami Zayn is going to be the reason why the Bloodline split. That's his whole purpose, uh, and he's making it more and more obvious with his uh, the tensions between him and Jay Uso. He's another. He's another wildly, wildly misused throughout that- his entire. Sami Zayn has just been wildly misused throughout his his entire career. Because him and Kevin Owens, when him and Kevin Owens were in NXT, NXT, their matches were amazing. Finn Balor and and Sami Zayn were amazing matches. Once Sami Zayn got to WWE, that's what I thought they were going to go with. He has not been as high flying as 
as he was back then. He needs to team back up with Kevin Owens. Look at this. Look, look at this. This this what they missing right here. Look at this. This what the Mike Skills this guy about to hit him with. I'm just waiting for the ma wait, wait, I'm waiting for the Macho Man to come out. Best in the game. Like, how, how do you? How do you? Did he say Combs? Champions, come on! And you said what? Did he say Combs, Kentucky? I think that's what it said. <laughs> do, you, do you do you really think the Macho Man knew knew anything that he was talking? About? He had no idea what he was saying. He just says stuff. I mean. You go back to you go back to his. I mean, you go back to the Macho Band when he used to come out on Arsenio Hall. Those are some of the best clips you'll ever you'll ever see of somebody actually living a character. And that's that's one of the big problems with WWE today is they try to be too. I, Macho Man knew he was a character and lived up that that character. You don't have guys doing that today. Guys are way too serious. You you have them they break character a lot. That's one thing I think the internet has kind of Let's take a look at this pizza video tip. Always thinking and always smart. That's what the Anderson is about here and that's the rest of the four horses. We're watching Dusty Rhodes here. Uh, Kentucky, what's what's the deal with what's the deal with uh with Cody Rhodes? Uh, he's still injured. He's supposed to be back here in Royal Rumble. In January. Is uh that because th- that put that put a big damper on what WWE was planning. They they were planning on a big push from Cody Rhodes, and that that injury threw them for a loop. Yeah, but his match with Seth Rollins being injured, his pictorial being injured, that put him over so big, man. Nothing's going to slow him down when he comes back. Uh, him wrestling like that. I mean, I even gained more respect for Cody Rhodes. Uh, he, he was definitely injured. I don't know if you guys saw that match, but oh, man, I saw it. it the, how how purple how purple his shoulder was after that. Oh my god! I would I would be like, just pay me, man. I'm done. You know <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I yeah. mean, I, I, I 
that's what that's what I'm hoping for. I'm I'm hoping he gets a big. I'm hoping he gets that big push. But I I think that's what they're doing right now. I think that's why you're seeing Logan Paul right now. That's why you're seeing all these guys just come out because they're kind of holding pace for. All right. Well, we need to we need to wait until we get Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes. What What does the winner Royal Rumble get? What What's they get, usually they, they get the they get the they get the number one shot at WrestleMania? Yeah, everybody thinks think, it's going to be The Rock and Roman Reigns, but I don't think The Rock's coming back. He might, but I don't think it's going to happen. Plus, he's I, old. Now. Plus, he's making major money off these movies. After watching Black, after watching Black Adam, I don't, I don't think there's any way The Rock comes back to WWE. And I mean, I understand the storyline, right? The Rock comes back. He says he's the original in the head of the table. I mean, it's great. It make, it make for great TV and all that stuff. But it's just, I don't know. I think everybody's done. You know, it's time to move on. We've got such a young generation of talent right now. It's just time to go on. So, The Rock's fantastic. He's a great actor. Love all of his movies. Uh, loved him when he was in the WWE, but you know, he's been out for a while. So let's just, uh, we've got a plenty, plenty of wrestlers right now that can take that spot. But I don't think, uh, Logan Paul's not the next guy. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, and that, and that's, that's one of the, that's one of my, my major criticisms of the WWE has been where, who, why do they keep putting guys with Roman Reigns who you know Roman Reigns is going to win? Like, they're not putting the title on Logan Paul. That he's would be a disaster. He, he's going to stay champion until WrestleMania. That's why. Yeah, and 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 that's why I think I, that's why I think it's going to be Cody. I, I I think they're just waiting for Cody Rhodes to come back. And you know, you and I are the only people that say that. Everybody else is saying is saying it's going to be The Rock. But I just I don't see it happening. I don't I don't see it happen either. He, why why do it? I mean he's got he's got another daughter now. He's got all kinds of money. I mean it just doesn't make any sense. And he got the XFL. Yeah, you're right. And he's got that new series coming out too on HBO. Uh, they uh, they signed for another two seasons, The Baller or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, playmate, uh, playmakers or whatever. Isn't that? Yeah, or is it it ballers? I think ballers actually ended. I think I said the name wrong, but it's the one he's been doing. I think it's playmakers. Playmakers. That's the one where the rock is like the, you know, it's all it's all about the 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 team or whatever, and it's all behind the scenes. Yeah, the Ballers is the one where he was an agent or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good show. That was a great show. It didn't last long enough, I don't think. But. It was like an entourage with football players. That that was really wild. it was really cool. Yeah, entourage was a good show too. That was one of my favorites. His uh his partner in that show was funnier and crap. The white guy that kept getting high and getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that boy was funny. But we, you know, you know what? Another one was really funny though. Blue Mountain State. It didn't get enough credit. And it's it's crazy that uh Jack Reacher character is played by uh Thad. That shit is the funniest shit of all time. You remember that uh Christie's Blue Mountain State on Spike TV? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you watch it all the time. Yes. Uh <laughs> and 
Their their school their school looked like they, they had the exact <laughs> uniforms of of the uh of the of the of the Adam Sandler movie. The water bottle. It looked like Boozy's a little bit. It looked like Boozy's colors. It looked like Boise State, but it was exact it was the exact uniforms of, of the team they played of the team they played against. Oh. It was the exact uniforms. It was hilarious. You're talking about the water boy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that scene where he's running to jump in the back of the truck, you're absolutely right, man. Uh, that is their uniform. Yeah. Kentucky guy, what you have coming up this couple this coming week? Uh, let's see. We have uh, we have a show tonight on uh, against mm-hmm. the podcast. Uh, basically, we just celebrated our season one finale uh, on Friday in our fiftieth episode. Uh, so we don't have a special guest for tonight. We're just going to go over like raw and uh, SmackDown and all those new stuff. We didn't get to on Friday because we just played around. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, we just, uh, you know, this, uh, this coming month in November on uh, the red pill current news podcast, uh, we're doing nothing but interviews with entrepreneurs and successful uh, business owners. And basically what it's called is uh, November, the month of the stars. I've already got right around almost 20 people, uh, entrepreneurs lined up to interview. So I think it's going to be a pretty good month. Uh, for some reason, my audience, they love that stuff. Like uh, I have a lot of people who are professionals and managers and what have you, and they love coaching and learning new things. So I figured I'd try it and uh, hopefully it goes okay. <laughs> That's good. And let, let the people know where they can uh, get all this uh, content. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, both podcasts are on a, we're on 75 different platforms right now. Uh, anywhere you can hear audio, uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Uh, and also we have a website. If you ever want to go there, you can listen to the shows as well. And that is uh, politicalnewspodcast.com. Don't let the name fool you, though. We've kind of changed our platform. We're more about interviews and things of that nature. Uh <laughs> We've had, um, oh man, the strangest interview I've done is uh, uh, he was a medium. And uh, this guy, he said that I'm on my 28th life. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, me personally or everybody? He goes, no, you, man. He goes, this is your 28th time on earth. I go, okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, mean, you're talking to a preacher's kid here, so. You throw something at, like that at him, and I'm like, "Whoa, what the hell is this guy talking about?" You know, but uh, he he was great. Like he's he's got a lot of listen tos. I mean, uh, but uh, I appreciate you having me on here this evening, man. It's great. I appreciate you coming on, man. Talk wrestling. Um, you know, I mean, I know that's a big following. So you're the best guy I can find, man. You you're you're tap into that all the way. You you just said you watch Japanese wrestling. <laughs> I don't, I don't got that much time. Yeah. But I know you tapped into all things wrestling, so that's why I wanted you on, man. Yeah, we just had uh, Warren Marlowe. I don't know if you know him. He's a former professional wrestler in mm-hmm. the Indies, and he's actually getting ready to have his first match after four years. Wow. Uh, next month. Yeah, he's coming out of retirement. He'll wrestle at least. He'll only give me two matches. I'm sure there's more, <laughs> but he'll only uh, – uh, he gave me the scoop, so I appreciate that. Uh, he's wrestling two matches. He's in uh, Florida, so anybody out there, be sure to look him up because 
It's going to be phenomenal. I I got a I got a question. You were you went to uh you said you went to the event last night, right? The Sunday Stunner. Yeah. What was what was the be- what was the best entrance from that that you saw live? Uh, the best entrance was uh, probably Kevin Owens because we didn't expect him to be there. Uh, he came out in a tag team with uh, Johnny Gargano, and uh, man, you talk about a pop! That was something. I was actually, you know, I'm there with my daughter, and I'm acting like I'm two years old. I'm out of my seat. <laughs> Nobody expected it, so. And uh, I would also have to say uh, Ronda Rousey. Uh, her interest uh, got everybody going, too. So. We so probably, probably a tie between those two. Because that was, that was always when I, when I went to – whenever I went to a live event, that, 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 was, what, that was what was the driving for. Like, all the matches in the ring, I was like, all right, that's cool. But the entrances were just that, – that's where, that's where you got out of your seat and you're like, whoa. I mean, I remember, I remember going, and this is why I said this is where they're losing a lot, a lot of their talent is, is, you know, when the Undertaker came out and the lights went down and the AC kicked on, and all of a sudden you were like, man, it went from like ninety degrees to like fifty, and you were like, why is it freezing in here? And then you were like, then you heard the bell, and you were like, oh, I got it now. Yeah. Uh- they got away from pyros. Uh, they only do that now during uh, their bigger pay-per-views. So I have a problem with that. Uh, I know it costs quite a bit of money, but, man, that's what got everybody out of their seats used to. Fireworks went off inside the building and what have you. So, Kentucky guy, have you uh, checked out? I know it was in Tennessee, Kentucky area, the National uh, Legions Wrestling. I've, I've checked them out on uh, YouTube, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a, I got a buddy that's in it, uh, big strong Matthew Mims. Uh, he's a he's a heavyweight type. I Russ. is he uh is he bald like shaved head? Oh, he got dreads. He's got dreads, so he ain't the same guy. <laughs> so um, I'll have to look him up, man. To be honest with you, I uh all that stuff, independent wrestling, things like mm-hmm. that. Now, when I say I watch it, it doesn't mean I sit here all day on the TV. It means like <laughs> I watch clips and I keep up on the news and who's what and what have you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I've definitely heard of them. They're up and coming. They're, uh, they've been around for a while, but they're starting to finally get a little bit noticed. So, What was his name again? Big Strong Mims. That's his character name? Yeah, that's his character name. All right. I'll check him out. So what do you think uh, about Austin Theory? You think he's ever going to cash that briefcase in or what? Uh, I hope not. You hope? <laughs> I hate. I, I. I'm. I'm. I'm not an Austin Theory fan, and I. I I've never. I've never been an Austin Theory fan. I. I, just, I don't like his character. I don't like his character. I don't like the way they've used. They've used him. That's my guy, man. What? <laughs> I don't. I. I just. I. It didn't. It didn't come over with me, and I was like, all right. I. Every time I see him, I'm like, all right. I'm, I'm. When he had that run, the only time I liked Austin Terry was when he had that run with Finn Balor. Yeah, um, you are right. They have not used him correctly. Uh, the reason why I respect Austin Terry so much is because in the independent scene, so many uh, 
independent wrestlers from Georgia, where he's from, look up to him because he's made it, right? He's on the WWE now. And uh, he's had such a push this year. Uh, it inspires these guys to keep going. So that, that's why I like him. Uh, I like his previous work before he ever got into NXT a lot better than what he's doing now. Well, this has been the Wrestling Corner on a Monday morning. Um, I appreciate Kentucky guy coming on, man. Hopefully we can do this again. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. And uh, we're going to have to get you on against the mat sooner or later. All right, man. Just let me know, man. Just let me know date and time. I'll try to be there, man. All right, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, be, be safe. All right. You too, man. Right. Thank you, man. Wow, Chris Dietz. It's time for us to go get in some, some college football. You know, it was a little lackluster, but we had an upset. So let's talk about the upset of LSU upsetting Ole Miss. Oh, we had we had a couple. Well, man, we had a couple. I mean, a couple guy, a couple teams fall out um, this week. So, but yeah, definitely, definitely LSU Mississippi was definitely one of those games. It was one of those Lane Kiffin type games where they just could, they couldn't stop they couldn't stop LSU's offense. Yeah, man. Would you expect that though? I was not expect. I was not expecting that out of Jaden Daniels. But once Jaden Daniels got going, I was like, "All right, well, this is the Jaden Daniels of old." So that's definitely a big win for Kelly, though. That's a bit. It's a big win for LSU, uh, and and it, it, it keeps LSU. It keeps LSU's hopes alive. For does, I mean, for what for what they've for what they've got going on. I mean. If they somehow find a way to beat Alabama, all of a sudden, all of a sudden we're looking at L- we're looking at it might be LSU in the, in there in the in the SEC in the SEC title game, but um, but yeah, that definitely threw a monkey wrench into everything that the SEC wanted because they they want they want someone undefeated going against they want undefeateds going against each other they want. They wanted Ole Miss undefeated against Alabama, and see what happens. But and now, now, now we're not going to get that. And um, uh, Ole Miss, uh, Ole Miss, you can't, you just, you can't let that, you can't let, you can't let teams score forty five on you. You're not, you can't put up fifty every game. Like no, you have to play happen. defense at some point. So what? What some other you know I mean games you was watching and. I was watching. I was uh, Clemson. Uh, Clemson almost, almost let that one slip away. Yeah. Uh, Syracuse gave right, Syracuse right. gave Clemson everything they had, and um, and that that was a great that was a great game. I watched I watched that game. Um, I watched uh, I, I watched Ohio. I watched Ohio State for a little bit. Um. Ohio State, Ohio State gave us a little bit. Oh, they they against Iowa. I mean, Iowa just couldn't get anything going on off. If Iowa had any sense of offense, they probably would have been ahead at halftime in that game. But they just could. They couldn't. Say every every week, they couldn't do anything on off. They couldn't. They couldn't move the ball on offense. It was awful. It was a horrible display. Um, and then uh, our, our guy, we got we got to give props. We got you know we slammed the guy. We I've slammed the kid all year, but well, I got to give 
I gotta Bo give Nick. Bo Nicks props. I gotta give Bo Nicks props for what he did on on Saturday. He took care of UCLA, and I, I picked UCLA. I told everybody, I think UCLA is gonna get get it done. It didn't, and they did that. You know, even though UCLA well, right. still they're still in they're still in a good position though because they've got the win over Utah. They they they're still they're still in the driver's seat when it comes to all all they have to do is beat is beat USC. That's all. That's and 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 if as long as they beat USC, they get they they can still get to the Pac-12 title game and probably see Oregon again. So we'll see what we'll we'll see. Well, UCLA is not finished, but I mean they're they're fin but. That was the death of the Pac-12 as far as play. No Pac-12 teams making the playoffs this year. Dang. That was, that was that was the one chance they had was UCLA going undefeated. What about this? You know what I mean? I hate to skip some games, but Penn State game. This Penn State game coming up, man. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I, 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 I'm looking forward to it. I don't – the one thing I hate about this game, the one thing I hate about this game, about that game coming up, is that it's at noon. You got to be at three thirty, maybe eight o'clock game. So. I was I, for a whiteout game, or a whiteout game. It's got to be at night because that's it, it's such a contrast when the when it's so dark and then everybody in the stadium is white during. You know they're they're gonna do the whiteout game anyway. They're gonna do it anyway, but it has such a different feel when it's at noon and the sun is out. It's it's not it's not as drastic as as when you see it. But um, yeah, uh, and you know I I I said it. I kill I killed Bo Nix for a lot of time. The other guy I've killed all year is Sean Clifford, and. Sean Cliff Sean Clifford has got to play big and he has not been he's not been a guy that's played big in big games. And, and another so, thing man, I got to get Desmond Rattler some some love man because since he left, since he hasn't looked the same. Since now he has not have not been looking the same. They almost lost to SMU. Um they I mean Cincinnati's been They've been Cincinnati all year. I mean, um, they had they they the only loss they had was that first game against Arkansas. Mm -hmm. So Cincinnati's still doing Cincinnati things, um, and they'll probably still they'll probably they're they've got a big they got a big contest. I I, I I'm tempted. I took I took UCF this week just because I I think the game is in Orlando. So I, I'm just checking my schedule here. I think it's in Orlando. Yeah, it's it's in Orlando, and it's a pick'em game. So, I that's this is your this is your de facto uh, American American Conference Championship game right here. What's going on? And also another question for you, man. What's going on with Texas A and M, man? Texas A and M had it's the same. They, they they've had the same problem all year. They they have no quarterback. 
They have three quarterbacks and none of them are good. Otherwise, that entire the rest of that team is so, it, it, the rest of that team is is built is built to win. Um, and that's why I think I think they got they got Mississippi this week. And both those both teams need both teams need that game. What's going on? Another thing, man. Who's going to stop TCU, man? They just keep on rolling and rolling. Like Amtrak train. That was the other. That was the other game I watched. I watched last weekend was TCU Kansas State, and that, that was just a fun game. That, that game was just fun. It was it was old school college football. It's just back and forth. Uh, guys making plays and. And Max Max Duggan just find Max Duggan just finds a way to to win. Well, who's going to stop them? I I would I would say pro, um, Oklahoma if Dylan if Dylan Gabriel is is, is healthy. Oklahoma Oklahoma's a di- a different team when Dylan Gabriel's behind center. No doubt, no doubt. So man, let's go to the Cinderella story in the MLB real quick, man. I had to eat some crow this week, early in the week. You know what I mean? I had I had my Manny Machado jersey on. I thought him and Soto in that that pitching staff with Hater and you know what I mean the a couple of other guys in that bullpen was going to get it done. But they only could have get one win. What did you see out there? What you know what I mean? What's your glass? Your match glasses on? What did I see? I I I see a Philadelphia Phillies team that just has fun, mm-hmm. and I, it, I'm glad I'm I'm kind of glad that the Phil that this Phillies team is in the is in the World Series because everybody everybody that does the World Series is gonna lose. All these national media people that do baseball are gonna lose their minds when they watch this Phillies team. The, the way that they play, the way they bat, their bat flips are epic. They have hot. Epic bat flips. <laughs> and the traditional media that hate celebrations, they're going to hate this Phillies team. But my biggest question is why, what, why could they not play like this in the beginning of the, of the season? You know what I mean? When we first looked at them, we was like, man, this team's not doing nothing. They're struggling, and they just got hot like grits. I, I, think, <laughs> I, think, it, I think it's that, it's that kind of thing. The, their, bat, their bats have got – their bats have caught up to their pitching. Their pitching is, has, has been immaculate all year. It's just the, bat, the bats have finally caught up, and the bats have caught, finally caught fire, which it, it's probably the best thing in the world for them that – Houston swept the Yankees because now that series, you know, they don't have to they don't have to sit around and wait as long. So Deets, how do you feel like this? How many how many games you, you're predicting on this series? I'm go I'm I'm going I'm 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 still going I'm still going Houston in five. I just, Houston's too good. I, I just feel like Houston doesn't they don't play with their food. <laughs> they get a lead, they're keeping it. They keep it. They're not playing with the food. And can you expect Bryce Harper and you know what I mean, uh, Haskins and Gene Segura and all, all, all? It's a beautiful story. Do you expect them to be hot like this? 
I think they can get one. I think they can get one game. I think they can get one game, pro- probably in Philly, um, probably in that band box that that is Philly. I think I think they can get one game, but it, it, you're right. The, the Astros, the Astros don't mess around, and and and, and the Astros, the Astros can match them as far as the bats. Match go. them bat for bat and yeah, pitcher for pitcher. They can match them as far as bats go. But what what we're gonna see is a completely different. You're gonna see a completely different team because, you know, when when Houston hits them, you know they hit them, they hit them, and they they drop their bat and run. When Philly hits home runs, it's home run, and the bat is about halfway to the dugout by the time by the time they get through with it. So you're gonna see a lot. You're gonna see a lot of a lot of that. Um, what's the guy that got suspended, man? Uh, Tease, Tease, what's his name? Deets Something for the Padres. What happened with the Padres? The guy that got suspended for a year for the, the PEDs. Oh, Tatis. Tatis. You think if he was there, it'd be a different outcome, or absolutely, absolutely, they'd be a totally, they're a totally different team with Fernando Tatis. That, that that that's a it's a completely different lineup. It, it's a completely different. I mean, he and, and I don't know what this is going to do. I don't know what this is going to do to him. I hope it. I hope it doesn't do. I hope it doesn't change the way Fernando Tatis plays. But him and Machado, they just have. They, when they were playing together, it just looked like they were having fun. And I think that I think that's what the Phillies have shown. To to baseball is that hey, when you're having fun, this is what this is what can happen. This is what baseball can look like. And, and Soto was livid after the game. He was livid. Well, yeah, because he had a he had a great postseason. I give him that. He had a great postseason hitting. He had a little couple errors in the field, but he had an overall good you know I me mean, series. But Manny, his bat was striking out. You know I me mean? was striking out a lot. You know what I mean? That rain didn't help. You know what I mean? It was it was downpouring bad in Philly, but uh, hope they can get it together, man. And it was cold. And it was cold, yeah. You're coming from San. You're coming from San Diego to Philadelphia. It was cold. Just let's get some NFL talk now, man. We talked about the Phillies. We talked about some pro wrestling. Let's get some NFL talk. Oh man. I gotta ask you what 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 what's gonna happen tonight? You're I'm, the Patriots guy. What's what's gonna happen tonight? I'm I'm really I'm really worried, man. I'm thinking Mac Jones is is rushing it. I think that ankle's still bothering him, but he got that that guy on his heels, and he doesn't <laughs> want him to have a, another good game. That's what I'm. That's what I'm predicting, and that's why I, the biggest reason why he's coming back. Cause everybody, I'm on the I'm on the Facebook group for Patriot fans, and everybody's saying, "Oh Bailey's app, Bailey's app." Look at Mac Jones' stats. He's two for he threw two TDs and five interceptions. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, I, I really okay. feel if I, I really feel if he comes out and he doesn't look right, Bill gonna pull him, or if he throws a couple picks, Bill's pulling him. We we're in our division is stacked right now. The Jets just won yesterday. We don't got time to be taking no losses, man. This the no, you the can't, you can't point. lose, you can't lose, you can't lose to the Bears. No, we can't. You, you can't lose to the Bears. You can't lose this game. 
Um, Matt, I, I think this is a good game to find out where Mac Jones is. And you're right. If, if he's, if he's, if he struggles early, I, I, I don't, I don't, I think Bill, Bill should have, should have a quick hook. Should have a quick hook with him. And I mean, we can go back, we can go back, we can go back to Saturday. Saturday, uh, Saturday, look what Dabo Sweeney did. Dabo mm-hmm. Sweeney, he, his starting quarterback didn't have it. What'd he do? Went to a front, put a freshman, put the freshman in. They started scoring points. And then they asked him after the game, oh, is there a quarterback controversy? He said, no, DJ's our guy. He just didn't have it today. And I had to pull him. I said, I, that, that's what needs, that's what, it's okay. It's okay to, to pull somebody out of a game and say, hey, you don't have it today, but we have to win this game. And I, I think they need to do that, man. I, and I, another thing, if Damian – I know Damian Harris is – I think he's out for this game, but keep him around the hot the hot back. I like Ramon Stevenson. I call him baby. I call him baby Corey Dillon. Let him get the get the carries. We also got Pierre Strong We you drafted. Let him get some carries. You know what I, I mean? I, I think you'll see – I think you'll see a lot – I think you'll see a lot of runs tonight. I don't care who the quarterback is. Bill's going to run the football tonight. And then let him go behind Cole Strange. Then if you guys get a lead, you'll definitely, you'll definitely see a lot more running. And I like some of them jet sweeps we did with Taquan um, Thornton. Let, let mm-hmm. the young boy eat. You know what I mean? Stop, stop over, you know what I mean? Complicating things. You know what I mean? Just throw 15 and 25 times and just depend on the run. But that's how I feel. I feel like we, we get the game, uh, I'm going to say 27-10 maybe. I don't think it's going to be really a medium high-scoring game. I don't think 27-10. I feel like we get a couple picks. Um, I think in that uh, secondary, I think we get a couple picks. I think Kyle Douglas is going to have a great game. And what you call is going to have a great game. Uh, Judon, that line is terrible. Judon yeah, get yeah. The bear, the bears off the bears offensive line is absolutely disgusting. Wait, man, let's talk about them cowboys, man. How do you feel about that women? I I feel like y'all left some points on the field. Uh, I feel like you left some cowboys. points on the field. Yeah, cowboys left a lot of a lot of stuff on the field. Um, and it, it's a it's it's like we were just talking about like the cowboys just try to do too much. Hey. And perfect example, perfect example of this is second quarter, it's 6-3. Cowboys throw the ball on first down, incomplete. Throw the ball on second down, incomplete. Run the ball with Ezekiel Elliott. He runs for 15 yards. Gets them down first first down, first and 10 at the 15-yard line. What do they do in the next play? Throw the ball. They throw the ball, the guy catches it at the five yard line, and he fumbles it. Like, run the foot, just run the, you just ran the ball for 15 yards. Keep running the ball. I, I don't understand what the Cowboys, that, that, that's what I don't understand about the Cowboys. Is they just, they just try to make things, oh, well, let, let's just keep throwing. And it's like, just run the ball and you're fine. I think it's Kellen Moore. Uh, I think, 
I think it's Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy. Um, they just have this Oh, uh, they just have this mentality that oh, well, we just go, we just we just ran the ball for fifteen, so we're gonna we're gonna sneak a throw by him. No, no, you just ran it for fifteen yards. Like Zeke was looking good. I, I'm not gonna lie, Zeke was looking all right. Zeke was looking good. I just I just don't understand it. I just don't understand it from a cowboy from from. For, I mean, I'm watching the game and and everybody at the bar is yelling at me because I'm sitting there yelling at the TV. Just run the goddamn ball! And they're like, even a guy turned to me during the game and was like, "Why do you advocate for running so much? It's boring." And I was like, "No, it's winning. I want to win the game. I want winning football. I want to play. I want to play football the right way. Like." You don't have to throw on first and ten from the fifteen yard line. Run the ball, even if even if we don't get even if we don't get it. All right, we get a field goal, tie the game. We go into the halftime tied up. And what did they do in the first drive when they came out? They ran the football and they ran it down their throat and they and they ended up scoring and Cowboys take the lead and that was the end of the Lions. Right, that division's getting tight, man. <laughs> that division's getting tight, man. These. That y'all division is getting tight. The, divi- the division is right. It, it it's right there. It's right there, and it's right where everything needs to be. I mean, the the Packers, the Packers couldn't help us out this weekend because Packers are. I don't know what's going on in Green Bay, but like I can I can give Tom Brady a pass losing to Carolina, but you, I, you're, I, you're you're the reigning MVP. You know what I mean. You're the reigning MVP of last year. I know that you don't got receivers like that, but what's what's going on with the coaching? This guy's an offensive master, supposedly, right? LaFleur. Um, what's going on there? You know what I mean? We Yeah. I and and it's not it's it's not it, it's not these what I, I don't know. I don't know if it's it's the, it doesn't look like it's the wide receivers. It doesn't look that the way. Wide receivers look like they're running the right routes. It, 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 it's it's some with Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers. And they're and 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 the Packers the Packers seem to get in that mold of all right. Well, we 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 need Aaron Rodgers to save us. Like you have two, you have Aaron Jones and uh, AJ Dillon. Yeah, it slow the game. You know your defense is not that good. Slow the game down, and run the football. And, and I don't know why the corner, the corner on the, the Terry, uh, Terry uh, McLaurin. Uh, no, that was not McLaurin. Was that McLaurin with the touchdown? Was it McLaurin or was that was that Samuel? I don't know which one it was. He wasn't even playing the ball right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like. Like, it's just, it's just overall, the team is just struggling, man. I would never have thought the Vikings are going to win that division. I would never have thought the Vikings going back and going to take that division completely, the North. I think, I think, I think it's still, it's, it's still way too, it's still way too early to give it to the Vikings, but, you know, Vi- the Vikings now have a cushion, which mm-hmm. is, 
Okay, and the Packers have a lot to make up. I, I'm still not jumping off the Packers yet. I'm still not selling the Packers, especially because the Vikings still have Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. So I'm I'm not I'm not buying I'm not buying the Vikings running away with this thing. But the Packers can't let they can't let them get too far too far ahead, and 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 it doesn't get any easier for the Green Bay Packers as they head to Buffalo. Woo! But this is this is this is what makes this is what makes it scary though, because you know even Aaron Rodgers said it in his, in his press conference like we're going to Buffalo and we're going to play a, a tough team. It this could be the spark, you know. If they go out and beat Buffalo, Green Bay is going to look at this like, hey. We just beat Buffalo. We can beat anybody. It could be the spark that that anything could that could ignite their season. So that's what's scary. That's what's scary to me. And and we've seen Buffalo at times not not put not not put you know not press on 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 the neck of of a team that they should. Now, go look at the Ravens. They, you know they they got they started out against the Ravens sloppy. They started out against Miami. Um, Again, uh, against the Chiefs, they started slow. So, Buff, they, Buffalo they for their pride. They won't go to over that, that, Step on the neck, step on the neck, and and you know, see a team that's down. If they let Green Bay hang around, it could be the spark that ignites ignites the show in Green Bay, and that's really all they need. All they need is that one, that one, that one step to to get things back and. And if they get on a roll, we could be we could be looking at trouble. This is another one, man. That I'm sorry to do this to Ryan McCarthy, but McCarthy, um, the Jets, man. How, how long can Zach Wilson keep on doing this? Not much long. Not much longer. Ninety percent of the game. Yeah. You know, he, he's throwing for only what he threw from yesterday. I think eighty yards, maybe a hundred yards, solid. Like. Yeah, and and losing losing Brees Hall for the for Brees Hall is done for the rest of the year. That's a big loss for the Jets. Like people can say whatever they want, but Brees Hall was was driving that team, and to lose him, that's a big that's a big loss for the Jets. It definitely is a big loss. I'm not buying. I'm not. I'm not buying it. But but I mean. You look at what you you look at what the Jets did. They survived against against a Broncos team that their their offense is allergic to scoring points. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. And and for everybody that was out there to oh Russell Wilson was the problem. No, Russell Wilson was not the pro- uh, Russell Wilson wasn't the quarterback yesterday, and they were still allergic to scoring points. I, I'm seeing crazy things on on the, on the social media saying. Maybe we should sit Russell down. Don't don't do that. Don't don't, no. do that. don't, don't do sit. That. I mean, it, it, the only reason you sit Russell is it, is if he's not healthy. That, yeah. that's the, that is, the offensive line is terrible. The defense is only bright sign in that play. The offensive play calling is terrible. I, no. I don't know what. I don't know what are. they're off. Their offense is basically get the ball to Jaron Judy or we don't do anything. I mean. You have another guy. You have Cortland Sutton, a guy who's six five and can jump out of the building, and he 
he never gets the ball. I don't understand. I don't understand their offense. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. Move along, man. What's going on with them? We talked about this in the beginning. You know what I mean? Countless times, man. They they really messed. The NFL really messed up the Brown season, man. Um, they did. They really tore this team apart, man. The Ravens barely squeak along. They got 23 to 20. The Ravens didn't look too good to me. Um, what's your thoughts on that game, man? I, I think I think the Ra- the Ravens got the Ravens got lucky to get out. They they got lucky to get out of there. They they played they played some of the worst football that we saw that we saw and they and, and they were lucky that they were going against the Browns. Now um I think Deshaun Watson's suspension should be over soon. Should be over soon, right? What is it like week eleven he comes back or something, I think? Maybe, or is maybe. it 10? I, I thought it was ten. I think it's ten. So I think I think they got like two more games to go without without him. But the Brown season's over. Yeah, I think they're, they're only at two wins. Um, but I mean they couldn't stop the the Ravens. The Ravens couldn't stop couldn't stop Nick Chubb. They couldn't stop Kareem Hunt. That that's a problem for the Ravens. I feel like their defense lost the whole. Like what they had a good defense last year. I feel like the Ravens lost their identity of being a good defense team. You know what I mean? I don't know what happened. I don't know what change of defensive coordinators, what it was. I don't know. But they look like they're not the Ravens no more. I don't know what this is. Uh, they yeah, they definitely look they definitely don't they definitely have they haven't looked right for the last few weeks. They haven't looked right since that since since the fourth quarter in Miami. Since the fourth quarter against Miami, the the Ravens the Ravens have not looked have not looked they, they haven't looked like the Ravens. That but that but the the only good thing the only good thing for the Ravens is their whole division is god awful, yeah. except Cincinnati. When when Cincinnati gets going, it, it, look out! <laughs> I mean. Joe Burrow threw for almost 500 yards yesterday. So that division, that division is basically Cincinnati and Baltimore, because the other two teams are to have basically given up. I feel the same way about the AFC South. I think it's Tennessee's division. It, um, and Tennessee, Tennessee showed showed that they're they're still the class of that division. Um. I know, I know. Everybody was, everybody was so enamored with the Colts and Matt Ryan doing his thing for the last three weeks. Well, uh, you know that he came, he came crashing right back down to earth and played Matt Ryan football, throwing pick sixes. And the Colt, that the, that's the one thing the Colts can't do. The Colts cannot, they can't survive. They can't survive. They can survive. Yeah, an interception, you can't give him an interception that gives the other team points. Yeah. Cause that was a pick six. He took that to the crib. Yeah. It, they 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 can the Colts can hold an, an interception and 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 that, that's down in their area. You can't give up a pick six. The, the Colts aren't built to make comebacks. They're built to play from ahead. 
Man, even 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 Josh McDaniels got a got a dub yesterday. Gets a, a struggling Texas. He needed, man. I'm telling you, he better start just knocking the wins out, man. Because next year is going to be a hot seat. I think Josh McDaniels has figured it out. Um, the last, the uh, I mean, they had to buy the the game before the bye week. They had to buy. They had to buy, and then they had the game last night. I think they figured it out. Hey, when are we best? When Josh Jacobs gets runs the football, when he gets going, when he gets going. I mean, and he had a hundred and sixty yards yesterday. He had a hundred and thirty against the Broncos before that. They've they've figured it out. Like, give Josh Jacobs the football. It's all start with the run, man. The run opens up the passing. It's always going to be that way, man. I don't, I don't know what, how long it's going to take. Have, and, and, and they have that guy. Devontae Adams is, is is that guy, but you can't drop back 50 times. You've got to run the football. And I, I, I think Josh McDaniels has figured that out. And I have a now, question, though, Now we got to see what adjustments teams make because they have to come. You have to stop that. If you stop the run with the Raiders, we have to see what happens. Dees, do you feel like, you know what I mean, all season, you know what I mean, I'm just going a little bit in the future. Do you think they're going to draft a quarterback, man? Who? The, the Raiders. There's for the I, future. I don't huh? think I don't think they're looking for you. I don't, I don't think they're looking future. Yeah, I think their car is still the future of that team. Um, it, 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 it'll all depend. I, I don't think that it, definitely not this year. I'm saying the coming um, future. This, year, this year's with this year's quarterback class, I don't think so. Um, maybe maybe next year, maybe, probably probably three years down the three years down the road. Okay, they'll start looking at a quarterback because I don't I don't think this this quarterback class is deep enough to get to the Raiders because I still think the Raiders will be a pretty decent team. I think the Raiders will be a playoff team by by the time we get to the end of this season. That's, y'all talk about this cooking, man. That boy, Patty Mahomes, he's a bad boy, man. <sighs> and number one, McKinney, that guy got some speed, man. You see that screen? Don't, um, don't, don't. And, and Hardman. They don't, quick. Don't get Pat Mahomes mad. That That's what the 49ers did. They got Pat Mahomes mad, and he went on a tear. And Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, I like that man's hands is glue. I like how Travis Kelsey had he had ninety he had like ninety five yards. They tried to get him over a hundred with a screen pass, and he dropped it. And then they went, "All right, that's the end of that." And he's still one of the best to do it in the league, man. He's still one of the best. He showed he showed he showed up the the difference in. The difference in that game was the 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 Chiefs showed up and the 49 the 49ers didn't. And the, the 49ers showed up for two or three plays here, but there were there, there were just plays where it looked like nobody knew what they were doing. On on both sides, offense and defense. Defensively, you, you had guys looking at each other like Kansas City guys running wide open. And 
two 49ers guys looking at each other like, I thought you had them. I thought you had them. It it was a mess yesterday. And I told somebody, man, Andy Reid and the enemy, they're the best offensive minds in the league. Absolutely. Andy Andy Reid is always one of the best offensive Always one of the best offensive minds. The the dif- the difference yesterday was Chris Jones. Chris Jones took over that game. Oh, he was all in, all in Jimmy G's face, man. That's what you have to do with him, man. Look at that pick he threw. The running back was wide open in the flats. It could have been easily a touchdown. But Chris Jones was right in his face. He got nervous and he threw that pick too. I think that guy went to a small school. He threw it to um, – anyway, but um, it was a rookie. Just jumped over the, the receiver and got the pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why he, I, that's he, why I tell he people – They just jumped over and he's like, ah, give me that. That's why I tell people, man, Jimmy G is not a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, man. I got to talk to these 49er fans. Oh, man, he's going to take us back to the Super Bowl. I'm saying, nah, not – Trey Lance is y'all future, man. <laughs> I'm sorry to say it. Yeah, man. A lot of 49. I mean, I, I, there's a lot of 49er fans at, at the bar at the bar, and and a lot of them were talking about. Oh, Trey Lance is. You know, they, they believe in Trey Lance. They they believe Trey when Trey Lance comes back, he'll be he'll he'll get the starting job back. I, I don't I don't see I don't see it happening. I I don't I don't think they go back to Trey Lance, but after last after, so? I said that before the before the game. After after yesterday's game, I mean I got you. I, I think you have to go to you have to go to Trey Lance. You have to go to Trey Lance now. I, I'm just saying that this the, the offensive play calling. You pay you gave all these picks up for for Christian McCaffrey, why don't you have Trent Williams slide out so he can run behind him? Well, that that was the big loss yesterday. Is Trent Williams wasn't there? So oh, was it playing? I thought he was playing. Yeah, Trent Williams was injured. So oh, Trent, sure. Trent Williams is injured right now, which which is is the reason. I mean, to talk about the Christian McCaffrey trade, it's why I I, I, I said it when they made this trade. Like you have a team that struggled with injury. That just traded for an injury prone guy. Yeah, that's that that's 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 troubling to me. Um, but we saw Christian McCaffrey. You know, he he played he played twenty one snaps for getting there on Thursday. That's so impressive. clearly he you know he's in the right spot. I mean him. Him and Kyle Shanahan are like best. They've been best friends since they were younger, and, and I think we were talking. Someone, somebody like Kyle Shanahan used to babysit for Christian McCaffrey, so they they've known each other since the Bron- since the days of Mike Shanahan and Ed McCaffrey with the Broncos. So th- I think I think they'll be a good fit. It's just a matter of can they get can they get it together? So. But speaking of the NFC West, speaking of the NFC West, if I were to tell you that the Seattle Seahawks are in first place, if you if you said if you would have said that after Russell Wilson, everybody would have said, "Ah, you're crazy." But that's where we're at right now. 
the Seattle Seahawks are the are first place in the NFC West. Hey, you know what I mean? People, I'm telling you, I take three T right now. I was talking so much shit about Pete Carroll. Maybe he should retire. It's over for him. And look what he's doing. He's taking a backup, was a backup for 10 years and make him to a shiny jewel right now. Who saw this coming, Geno Smith, in year 10, playing this good? Um, Who saw Geno Smith playing this good? But the difference for that team is is Kenneth, Kenneth Walker has taken over that running back position. Mm-hmm. And he is playing like a monster. And this is a guy, it, Kenneth Walker has been overlooked his entire career. Right? From his days at Wake Forest to transferring to Michigan State to he came into his own last year when he ran all over Michigan. That That's when people started to recognize him. But even, even when he got drafted, people were talking about Brees Hall. People are talking about Brees Hall is is the rookie of the year. Look at what Kenneth Walker is doing in Seattle. He, he's coming alive at the right time, and that's why that's why Seattle's able to do a lot of things that that they're doing. But you're right, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll does not get a lot of the he doesn't he doesn't get a lot of the love that that he should get. I mean, his days at USC. His his time his time in and and people could say what they want. His time in New England, his his tenure in New England was not terrible as the head coach in New England. They had they had some pretty good teams. Um and then it, it, what he's done in Seattle has just been outstanding. And you saw him yesterday, like Damn. running around and high fiving guy. Like he he is he, he's a you, – you look at these NFL teams, like NFL teams are like business-like, blah, blah, blah. And then you see Pete Carroll like running around, having fun on the side. It's a different atmosphere up there. But I, I'm telling you this, man. Walker had 23 carries for 168 yards and two TDs, averaging seven yards. That's crazy, man. That is crazy. And not that only that, when you watch him run, it, it, it he's break he's breaking tackle. He he breaks a tackle. I think every run. <laughs> I think I think there, I saw a stat. He has the most. He has the most broken tackles. He has the most broken tackles of any of any player this year. Hey, that he, he's just he's he's been phenomenal and um. I, I'm I'm reaping the benefits because I got I got him on both fantasy teams. So, so man, where, where does where does San Diego go from here, man? They've been looking really lackluster the last couple games, man. I n- I never bought in. I never bought into. I never bought into the Chargers from from the beginning of the season when everybody said, "Oh, it's between Kansas City and 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 you're you're right in calling them San Diego because I still call them San Diego. You're right." You know, I never bought in. People said, "Oh, it's Kansas City and the Chargers," and that's going to be. And I was like, "No, the the Chargers aren't there yet." And I I don't know. I don't know if Joey Bosa play. Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack 
Like where where they brought Khalil Mack in, and that def, that defense has been thrashed the last three games. And Derwin James has got paid. Uh, where's where's Santi Junior at? Where's J.C. Jackson at? This secondary is supposed to be maybe a top five secondary. What's going on with them? They brought all the they brought all these guys they brought all these guys in, and they they, they it hasn't it hasn't clicked yet, and. A lot of that has to do with the head coach. A lot of that has to do with the defensive coordinator. And if they if they continue on this on this trend, they're going to have to be looked at at the end of the year. And you fire Anthony Lynn, and you thought this guy right here is going to be any some something better, but they're still struggling offensively, even defensively. So yeah. I I don't know what you can hang your hat on. Right now, if you're San Diego, your offense and defense has been has been horrendous. And everybody said, "Oh, Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert's get you know." It, we're we're into year three now with Justin Herbert. Like, at some point, he's got he's got to take take the reins and and take take over that team and and be accountable for for this. But it see it seems like he never get he never gets a everybody always just says oh yeah he's he's still he's still growing now he's in year three like year three yes you're you're young but you're still you're established now you've been you've been a three year starter when at some point the accountability has to come back to the quarterback. Hey Deez, how long the leash you think is for Todd Bowles? How long you think he got? Man, they keep on doing, man. This this coaching thing at Tampa. You think he got a short leech, or you think he's gonna let him go for another year? I, I I don't know what Tampa Bay is gonna do because Tampa Bay it's gonna be it's gonna be weird because Tampa Bay is gonna win that division by default. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna win the division, but they're they're not gonna they, they don't look like a division winner. But what imagine what that team would look like if they didn't have Tom Brady? Who's the backup again? The guy no from Florida, right? I don't even know who their backup quarterback is. I have no yeah, idea. So. But what what are they? What? How would they look if they didn't have Tom Brady? If they didn't have Tom Brady, we'd be talking about how bad how Tampa Bay is the worst team in the league. They'd probably go back to. The orange, the orange icicle, you know what I mean? Popsicle <laughs> days, butt fumbles, and all kind of crazy shit. But, uh, yeah. But I, 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 I think Todd, Todd Bowles is one of those guys who's a great coordinator. He's a he's not a good coach. He's not a good head coach. He's a great but coordinator, if, not a head you, coach. If you was the GM or, let's say, GM or owner, what head coach would you put – there to coach that team. I'd be looking for. I'd be looking for. And I. I. I would be. I'd be looking. Serious having serious talks with Todd Bowles. Hey, look, we'll 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 move you to defensive coordinator, but we need we need to find somebody who's a head coach. And I'm saying, what head coach would you bring in if you could? If I could, I'd I'd be looking for an offensive mind, an offensive minded guy, um, and. For that, um, I'd, I'd be. Look, I mean, the, the number one candidate is always going to be Eric Bieniemy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean that that's always the guy I and mean, a guy he he he's learned under Andy Reid. And people say, "Oh, it's Andy Reid calling the plays." All right, just being around Andy Reid, I'm pretty sure Eric Bieniemy's picked up some things. That that works for what you call it, John Harbaugh. Did yeah, it? exactly. It's worked for how it's worked for a lot of coaches that have just been around Andy Reid. Um, but I I would be I, I would look there. Um, there's there's a lot of young coordinators that that I like to look at. One of the name one of the names. Um, that I'd be, that I I'm I'm interested to see one of the guys doesn't get mentioned a lot. Seattle Ken Norton. Mm. Ken Norton I think is 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 very very adept. Now I but I don't think I don't think that's what but that's not what Tampa Bay needs. Tampa Bay needs an offensive guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Bruce Arians is still around the team, but. They they just need somebody who can who can get that offense going, mm-hmm. and and we we talked about this last week with you know is Byron left you're seeing what kind of coach Byron Leftwich is. They don't make adjustments at all. Mm-mm. They don't adjust to anything. Nah. And, and I think he'd be a great college coach. That's what I look for in a head coach is. What guys are making adjustments on on the fly? But yeah, I think he'd be a great college coach. I think he'd be great if Marshall the Marshall job opened up. I think that'd be a perfect spot for him. He's a Marshall guy. Uh, yeah. It, it, but if you're if you're, I mean, the the only way Byron Leftwich takes that job is if he's if he's truly thinking Marshall. I mean, Marshall's not the place you go. From from a national football league, he probably gets paid. He probably gets paid more as a coordinator than he than he does, than he would as a Marsh, as Marshall's head coach. Yeah, but man, I gotta give you your praise, man. You called it, man. Zion got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I I told you all this. You can't play him thirty minutes. And he hurt already. He's hurt already. I, I said it before. Just play him 25. Play him 25 minutes. I'd rather have Zion 25 minutes for 40-plus games than play him 30 minutes and he's hurt by game five. Man, you, you called it right on the money, man. I this said, NBA, man, he's, this, he's this NBA season is 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 going. Hey, the Celtics are going strong. The Celtics, they, they don't they don't seem they don't seem to be. Uh, I loved how the media said, "Oh, this is gonna." Be a, I'm like, yeah. The coach is gone. The players are still there. Man, the the Sixers though, man. Was you expecting the Sixers to be looking like the Lakers? Like, yeah. who was expecting that? Yes, because the, I, I've I've never trusted that Sixers team. Um, Joel and Joel Embiid for all for all that Joel Embiid is, and I mean, he's so. He's so good at at marketing himself, but he is not good at. To, like, he needs to get in the huddle and go, give me the goddamn ball, and get some Keyshawn Johnson in you, and give me the ball. He, that's what he needs to be telling. He needs to go in the huddle and tell James Harden, stop taking shots and give me the goddamn ball. You know what I was expecting, man. That boy Joker looking good in the beginning of the season, man. He's cooking. 
Him and Jamal. I told y'all. I, I, I think they can get out the West, man. I told y'all in my prediction. I told y'all in my predictions. I got, I got, and I'm, I'm the the Miami one's not look good, but I'm 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 still sticking with it. I'm not I'm not one of those guys that don't jump off after three games. I'm still sticking with I I I still stick with Miami Denver as my as my finals pick. I love I love what Denver's got as long as Jamal Murray stay he- stays healthy. They're dangerous. I think that would give them problems though, man. Um, going to state if they had to go in a Western Conference final against them, I think that would give them problems. Yeah. Just the bigs. Well, we already Why? saw we already saw we already saw the Nugget. The Nuggets already took one from go from Golden State. So I well, like that, boy, that the guy coming off the bench, Bone. He's, he's to quit. They got the the the, the that's why I love the Nuggets. They're, they're seven eight deep. Yeah, they're seven eight deep, and when they cut that down in the playoffs, and it's you know. Set, and it's just a seven guy rotation. They're gonna be they're gonna be loaded by by that point. Man, and you know what I mean. It's it. I, I had a good time though, man. I had a good time on Snowman's thing, man. <laughs> My LeBron thing, but the Lakers are looking looking terrible, man. Doctor Bustle in heaven, just tearing up, man. The Lakers. The Lakers are looking like the Lakers. There, this is what we expected the Lakers to look like, and I mean, we talked about it after Game One. Okay, so LeBron drops thirty. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis drops twenty-five. Who else is going to score? Nobody else on that team can score. I'm, I'm, they I'm don't have to, any other scores. I'm gonna try to go in the free agent pool, and, and I, I like the Mo Harkless thing, man. If they can find a way to put him, they need another wing defender. Like, you know what I mean? Kick the tires on that. Or they're going to have to find some free agents to bring in there, man, at the wing position. I mean, I mean, at, at some point, you just have to bite the bullet and 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 say, R- Russell Westbrook, just stop showing up. Damn. You don't even show up. Like, at some point. At some point, they have, to, they have to just cut ties. They have to just cut ties. You can't have a guy going. You can't have a guy going zero for eleven from the field, and and having two points. Damn. Look, if you're if you're not here, it helps. <laughs> you just not being here helps us. Damn. Because you can't have that. You can't. You can't have a guy missing eleven shots from the field. No, I can't have that. Can't have that. But man, what's, what, what do you have? What do you have? Again, this is the, this is the team LeBron wanted. This this got. I think this is worse than the old seven. The old seven team he had. This this lineup is pretty terrible, man. Pretty terrible. And, and the pro and and the the bigger problem is is like you just said. There's no reinforcements coming. No. Like they they have to live with what they got. No no shooting at all, man. No no mid range. You know what I mean, Lonnie? Whatever the guy's name, Lonnie Walker or something. He's, he's semi decent, but come on, man. You Rob Palenka. 
you you should just told LeBron, man, or whoever that came up with this lineup or this roster. No, we ain't doing this. Yeah, we're not doing how, how many people? How many people told? I mean, everybody to everybody said this before they even signed all these guys. Was you need to go out and get shooters? Well, they they didn't get any. They didn't get anybody who could shoot. I mean, even guys like Carmelo Anthony looked at this roster and was like, "Nah, I'm good." Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's 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 everything you need to know is that they went to Carmelo and were like, "Do you want to play with this team?" And he looked at the roster and was like, "Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm done." You know what I mean? The balls of Durant, you know what I mean? Durham Ham, Ham, Coach Ham. It's big as shit, man, because there's no way I'm taking this job. Mm-hmm. There's no he way. Better have he better have something in his contract of, you know, I'm, I'm guaranteed two years here because it, I, I, I said it when he got hired. I, this guy could be fired by, by the All-Star break. He could but be fired. That, that, that's how bad this team is. I got to give what you call respect, though, man. Chauncey uh, Billups, he's doing a good job, man, with the hand he's been served. He's doing a good job, man. I like the mm-hmm. lineups he's doing at the beginning of the season. With uh, Simmons coming off the bench, I think that's a great move, man. A little spark uh, plug. Cha- I mean, Cha- Chauncey, how long did it take Chauncey to get to get to that spot? You know, And, and we're, you're seeing the benefits of that. The benefits of that, of that, of that, uh, you know, of how, of that, that march that that it's taken for him to get to where he is. Mm-hmm. He's learned a lot. He's learned a lot. He, he does a lot of, and he does, a, and he's translating a lot of those things. So, mm-hmm. but Chris Deeds, what you have coming up, oh man, on Fit Down Sports? Fit Down Sports this week. Well, we got we got a big uh, we got a big weekend coming up because we, we we're gonna so we're gonna preview we're gonna preview Ohio State Penn State. Um, we're gonna pre we're gonna preview a lot of the a lot of the college football coming up. Um, and and as, as we get into it, as I said, you know we're start we're we're starting our. We've started our our ranking system, so we'll go we'll go through our top ten this week. Uh, a lot of ch- lot of changes because we we had we had three teams drop out of it, so a lot a lot to a lot to change up there. But we're get we're now getting into the championship drive, man. This is this is where this is where it's at. We're starting to get this is where conference conference game co- conference games conference rivalries. This is where college football starts to get fun, so we're gonna be mar- we're gonna be marching right along with that and doing all that. And of course, we've got we've got a lot of NFL stuff to dig into. Um, as as I said earlier on this program, running we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about why running the football is so important to the National Football League. You saw it this weekend. The Raiders, the Seahawks, the Cowboys. Running matters. Yeah, it definitely does. Also, I'm, Blake going. I don't care about all these new age offenses. All these new age offenses that oh, we, we have to throw the ball around. No, you don't. You have to run the football. So, 
that's what we got coming up. That's what we got coming up on the show. And of course, we'll have we'll have a couple couple new things. Of course, we don't go till Thursday, so a lot a lot will a lot can happen between now and then. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Also, Blake Corn for Heisman. Um, Blake Corn definitely for the Heisman. But they're uh, I, I know they were off last week. They got oh Michigan's got Michigan State this week. So what Michigan State team we're gonna see though? That's the question. It, it, it's big brother. It, it, it says, as Mike Hart would say, "Big brother versus little brother." Mm. That's gonna be a great game. I, I feel Michigan gonna get it done. They keep on running the ball like that. I feel like that that that's a game. That's the game. That's the game. I'm I'm telling you right now. I would I would I would stay away from that game this weekend. As right now, it opened. I looked at it. I just looked at it before. It opened as a twenty. Michigan, Michigan State is twenty-two point dog. I would, I would not touch that game. I would not touch that game because I'm tempted right now. I, you know, that game's going to be played close. It always is. It definitely is. But this has been a, another episode of Midday Sports with Rod and Lance Crew. We have Chris Dietz of Fifth Down Sports. Go check them out this Thursday with Tom again. Thursday at seven o'clock. At seven o'clock, he's going early. At seven o'clock, uh, go check him out. Also, man, uh, keep on supporting the show. Go support Fit Down Sports. Also, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button on both channels. Uh, we we need that likes and you know I mean love of you know liking the show and all that. But this has been another episode, and we're out here. We're gone. Bye. All right, guys. Peace. <laughs>